Hello, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I hope you were checking in uh, to finish up the series that I just did on sleep, the three-parter that I did on sleep. Uh, I really enjoyed digging into all that information, uh, putting it together and getting that out to you folks. Hope uh, you were able to make some use of it and uh, give you some new ways of thinking about sleep. Today, we're going to go a little different direction. If you're new to my podcast, the sleep series was a good one. You might want to go back and check it out. If you're a longtime listener, great. Glad to have you back. If you're new, just a quick, some quick information for you. My goal here is to provide you with information. Try to sort out the information that's out there on the internet, out there in podcasts, out there that people might have an agenda as they put it out, selling you a product, selling you some type of program. I don't have any of those things. I just try to go out and find the best information that's available on the internet from research researchers and journals and articles on hospitals and facilities to let you know what things are safe, useful, and effective for you to have better health now. If you want to touch base with me, you can drop me a line by email. The email address is betterhealthnowpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what I'm doing, if you'd like me to try a different direction, you want, there's something specific you want me to talk about, I'll be happy to dig into it and research it for you. So today we're going to go a little different direction. We were spent the last three weeks talking about sleep. Now we're going to go from inactivity, sleep, to very active. We're going to talk about exercise and see uh, how much great information we can give you about exercise. Why do we need to talk about exercise? Everybody talks about exercise. We all know just how good exercise for us. It's pounded all over the airwaves. It's pounded all over the podcasts. We know we should be doing lots of exercise. Why is that exactly? It sounds like a silly question, but let's let's try to dig into it. A little bit of background, okay? Exercise is good because it will help prevent some chronic health diseases, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, hypertension, which is really high blood pressure, obviously obesity, we know that one, depression, even osteoporosis is decreased in people that are more active. Premature death. There's a Canadian journal uh, in 2006 published that daily exercise helps prevent premature death. Not only does it lower your blood pressure, but it also gets rid of some of the visceral fat. That's the fat that's around our organs, which is a real culprit in a lot of our extra health problems that we don't really know too much about. If we want to talk about older folks, exercise is great. It's very beneficial to help them have a better gait speed, how fast they can walk. It improves their balance. It improves their performance in all their activities of daily living, the stuff that they just need to do to be able to get around and take good care of themselves. That's the old folks. What about the young folks? What about kids? Well, fitness uh, has been related to academic performance when we're talking about kids, especially if we're talking about middle to early high school kids. Physical fitness is a, is a good predictor and correlates well with academic performance. There's something to be gained for all age groups the older folks, the young folks, and all the rest of us in the middle. Uh, we don't want those health issues, those, those chronic health problems. We want to prevent obesity. We want to prevent diabetes. Uh, we want to stay healthy and enjoy life. What do we do about that? Well, let's get into it, okay? Let's, let's try to get practical with it. The Health and Human Services Department of the United States government puts out some guidelines, and these guidelines that they put out are for pregnant women. Now, men can follow these same guidelines, and women who aren't pregnant can still follow these guidelines. I think they're a great place for us to start. Their recommendation is 150 minutes of exercise, moderate exercise per week. That could be five 30-minute sessions. That's a great number to shoot for, okay? Moderate exercise means something that is 60 to 80% of your heart rate. 
maximum heart rate. One of the world's maximum heart rate. A nice way to try to figure out your maximum heart rate is to take 220 and subtract your age. I know we're asking you to do a little bit of math here, but that one's not that hard. If you can't do that, just Google maximum heart rate. It'll ask you to put your age in. Your maximum heart rate is what it is the highest that it should get. And the Health and Human Services recommendation looks at 60 to 80% of that. So we want 150 minutes of that type of heart rate for you. This is something where you should be just a tiny little bit out of breath. You could still hold a conversation with somebody. If you do it long enough, it's probably gonna make you sweat just a little bit. We don't want you panting. We don't want you so that you can't carry on a conversation. That is way too much. How do we get to that point? That's what also requires some, some real practical work. First of all, where are you in your exercise? Take a minute right now and, and look back and really honestly think about what you've done from an exercise st standpoint in the last three and four weeks. One week is not a good indicator, so we need to go back a little bit. Are you a person that gets out and exercises on any kind of a regular basis? Is it once a week? Is it twice a week? Is it three times a week? Look at the over the last four weeks and get an average there. That's a good starting number for you. And your goal then is to get it up to 150 minutes. If you're not there, and if you're not, what do you do if your number is zero? Well, if your number is zero, this is the best place for you to be right here. Five minutes is what you're going to be start, start shooting for. Five minutes of any kind of an exercise is going to be where you head. Now, there's a little bit of a disclaimer that, that everybody has to put in when they talk about exercise. See your doctor if you think you might have. But that's actually good advice. If you have not been doing any exercise at all, it's been a long time since you've done anything. If you know you have some health risks or if you have some family health risks, if you're currently treating for some medical issues, you definitely want to get uh, the okay and the approval from your healthcare provider, your medical doctor, your osteopath, your chiropractor, somebody there who can tell you that you're a good candidate to begin exercising or maybe that you need to exercise, but with some modifications and with some cautions. That's the best place to get started if you've been doing nothing. If you're a person that regularly <clears throat> exercises once a week, I said that tongue in cheek there. If you regularly exercise once a week, then you're probably relatively safe to start by adding some more walking into it. So I don't have any problem recommending that you do that. So we're gonna to try to add you know, five minutes of walking in per day. As we start building up with that, the number of days of the week that we do it, and then gradually increasing a couple of minutes, we're gonna be pushing closer and closer to that 150 minutes. Now, in the beginning, all we're really concerned with is getting out there and getting some walking in. I'm not worried about the intensity of your workout. Don't worry about that 60 to 80% of your heart rate just yet. As you start pushing closer to that 150 minutes, then we have to start thinking about how are we going to get the intensity of our workout. Cardiovascular fitness means what's going on with our heart, what's going on with our lungs. And we improve that best and by far the most efficiently by doing cardiovascular or aerobic workouts. Aerobic means we're getting exercises that burn oxygen. Now for many years, there's a little bit of a misunderstanding that's floating around out there that if your heart rate is elevated, it must be aerobic. That's not true. It's really a good indicator, but it is not nearly perfect. If you were to go do an anaerobic exercise, something like lifting weights, doing some resistance training, you could very quickly get your heart rate up into that ideal 68% range, but you're not really using the oxygen, that does not count as an aerobic workout and it is probably not going to give you a big benefit as far as your cardiovascular fitness is concerned. Don't get me wrong, aerobic is great. Anaerobic fitness is marvelous as well. We do need anaerobic activities. We need strength training. 
cardiovascular fitness, endurance, the ability for our heart and our lungs to pump blood efficiently and effectively throughout our body is a wonderful thing. It's an absolutely essential thing, but so is strength. If you do not have the strength to get yourself up and to go through your daily tasks, then you are as inefficient and inactive as somebody who's got great cardiovascular fitness. You need to combine both of those. So there is definitely a time to add anaerobic activities, add some strength training, add some resistance training. We're going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes, but I want you to make sure that you understand that aerobic is what we're talking about first, okay? So we started off talking to the people who aren't doing anything. If you're doing no exercise, five minutes of walking a day. Maybe you park the long and take the long way across the parking lot. Maybe you walk the steps at work. Maybe you just walk up to the mailbox an extra time or two through the course of the day. Whatever it takes to increase the amount of time that you spend walking. There are people that are using Fitbits and these trackers to see how many steps they're taking. Not a bad idea to do that either. See where you are. Look at your past month. See how many steps you've been getting in. See if you can't increase that number. Now, there's a whole lot of people out there that are on a regular basis physically active. Excellent. Outstanding. Are you up to 150 minutes? And if you are, are you at 68% of your heart rate? And if you are, outstanding. You are meeting the guidelines for pregnant women, which is a great place to start, but it's probably not where most of us want to end. We'd like to push a little bit beyond that. So if you're doing some cardiovascular fitness already, especially if you're up to that 150 minutes, we need to add something to it. What can we add to it? Well, there's a couple of real easy things we can do. Let's increase the intensity every now and then. Let's ask you to train a little bit differently. If you're a jogger, if you're a runner, why not go ahead and enter a 5K? Enter some kind of a race. If you regularly run on the roads, try a trail run. See what that does for your fitness. If you routinely run on the trails, try getting down to the track and doing a little bit of speed work. Anything that changes up your workout on an occasional basis will ask your fitness to change. And it was only going to change for the better because we're going to still be doing the same cardiovascular type workouts. We're just going to up the intensity a little bit. Try circling a date on a, on a calendar and scheduling yourself to run a half marathon or challenge yourself and push yourself a little bit beyond what you've been doing if you're already up to the 150 minutes. The other things that you can do if you're already fit is you can add a different kind of workout in there. Not just a different terrain if you're a runner, but if you're a runner, add some biking. If you're a bike rider, add some running. If you do both of those things, if you then add some lifting of weights. Add some yoga. Add some flexibility. Add some swimming. Whatever your interest is and something that you think you might like to try can only help give you a better overall level of fitness. That kind of brings us to the next idea of overall fitness. If you've been doing 150 minutes of cardiovascular, my hat is off to you, outstanding. Probably the next thing we need to talk about is strength. Have you been doing any strength or resistance training? Lifting weights, elastic tubing, bands, those kinds of things. Body weight, calisthenics, push-ups, pull-ups, chin-ups. All those are marvelous exercises and they will help build strength, which is also important for us. If we want to be able to stay active and do the things of daily living, then we need some strength. If you're recovering from an injury, you'll find that Weakness in the injured area is probably one of the toughest things to battle back from, but it's possible. Not sure where to start? Well, let me give you just one real easy suggestion. Start doing some body weight core strengthening exercises like planks and bridges. 
couple of great exercises that give you a nice workout through the whole trunk and the spine. As a chiropractor, I'm really concerned about the spine. So I think, I, and I recommend core exercises to a lot of folks. It looks like it's an easy thing to do. Get down on your uh, toes and your elbows on the ground, keep your back straight, and just do that plank for 60 seconds. Looks like anybody could do it. Get on the floor and try it and see how you feel after about 10 seconds. I don't recommend you try to do a whole minute until you've tried doing a lesser period of time. You will be sore from doing that. The same thing if you do a bridge. And if you're not sure exactly how to do those two exercises, Google them. They're real easy to find out. You can see lots and lots of different pictures of people doing planks and bridges. And you can get some variations in there as well. So if you like doing a plank, if you like doing a bridge, you can find some other stuff that's just additional changes for that kind of thing. For older folks... Uh, we have a special special little concern for those folks, uh, and it has to do with the third part of overall fitness and exercise, and that would be balance. Balance is just the ability to stand on one leg or to stand up on two legs without falling over. We've all seen some older folks who have to use assistive devices for walking, canes or walkers or something along those lines. They're using that because they've got some balance issues. If they didn't use those things, they would be more likely to fall. Healthcare costs and, and risks associated with somebody's falling are just staggering in this country. Uh, it's, it's off the charts, and we don't want anybody going there. We also don't want to tell somebody, hey, just throw your cane away and start walking. We would love to see people get stronger, have better cardiovascular fitness, and if we can improve their balance, they can begin walking possibly without that assistive device. How do we add balance training, balance exercises into your mix? I think that's the easiest one there is. The test for balance is just stand on one leg. If you're going to try that, do it in a hallway or do it in a doorway where you can put both your hands on the wall or on the, the door frame. As you pick up one leg and hold it, take your hands off the wall or take your hands off the door frame. As soon as you feel like you're losing your balance, put your hands back on the door frame or put your foot back down. We don't want you to fall while you're doing the test. The greatest part about that is the test is also the treatment. Find a clock someplace or a way to keep time and get in that doorway or get in that hallway. Pick up a foot and start balancing for 30 seconds. 60 seconds if you're younger, but if you're an older person, if you're over 65 years old, between 15 and 30 seconds is a great number for you to have balance. You can increase your balance by just standing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth in the morning. In the beginning, if your balance isn't good, one hand on the counter, one foot up off the ground, and the other hand is on your toothbrush while you're brushing your teeth. Make it a game. See how many times you can brush your, go through brushing your teeth and, and not take your hand off. How many times can you take your hand off? How many times do you have to touch for balance? Any way that it, uh, it's able for you to see progress is a great way for you to get some balance going on in there. So those three things, cardiovascular fitness, strength, and balance are really three great tools to talk about being physically fit. If you're missing one of those three things, you're kind of like a, a stool with only two legs. It, it stays up, but it doesn't stay up very sturdily. It'd be better to put all three of those legs of fi physical fitness into us, and we can do that gradually, safely, and if we do, you will find yourself on the, the path to better health now.